Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. So I was thinking this morning how the fact that we are able to uh, be here and enjoy what we enjoy as a church comes down very much to one man, right? We are in the middle of a series called Think. Greg preached an awesome series last week about not letting people rent space in your brain. And today I want to talk about the whole idea of thinking big. Everyone say big. Big. Say it like you mean it. Big. Fantastic. Big achievements require big thoughts. Amen. So there's a chap by the name of Thomas Edison. Anyone heard of him? Come on, of course you have. You went to school. And uh, I want to just tell you what he is credited for. And, and just this one man has enabled us to be able to do in so, many ways, in so many ways what we do, right? He is credited with um, inventing something called a phonograph. Does anyone know what a phonograph is? I think it's the older generation's hands are going to be going up right now. Do you know those record players that have that big kind of funnel looking thing? So he invented that device to be able to transmit and record sound. Imagine if he hadn't begun where he began where we would be today. He also is credited with inventing the electric light bulb. Hey? took over 500 attempts to get that right, if I remember correctly. I'm so grateful that he was determined. Amen? He is credited, well, he invented the telephone, even though we know that Alexander Graham Bell gets the credit because he was the first man to the patent office. All right? But Thomas Edison invented the telephone. Um, Thomas Edison invented the first movie camera. Did you know that? Recording moving images. How helpful is that to us today? He's credited with inventing the microphone. Hey? And uh, he's, he's credited with inventing alkaline batteries. What a man. You know, every single one of those great achievements began with a great thought. Amen? And my goal today is to encourage us to start thinking big. Say big. big. Very good. You're with me. Um, so, what I'm going to do, if that's okay, I'm going to use the word big. And I'm going to make three points. And my first point today begins with B, and that's the word beyond. Say beyond. 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 And uh, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the fact that too often our thoughts, or maybe our, you can't really call them dreams, but that's the kind of idea I'm going for. These things are framed by our human, our current human experience. Too often our aspirations are framed by our current experience. If you know what I mean, I, I like to paint. And so I brought one of my paintings today, but it doesn't feel finished, does it? It doesn't feel finished because it doesn't have a frame on it. And somehow when you put a frame on a picture, 
it identifies where the picture begins and ends and it seems to finish it off, right? And I want to talk about this idea today that our frame of reference or our human experience impacts on the things that we think. It, in a sense, creates a border around our thoughts. Yes? It's another B word. Say border. Fantastic. Uh, or it acts like a fence. Probably you have got a fence around your house or your property. Amen? That fence is there as a boundary. There's another B word. Say boundary. Okay? And that boundary delineates where your property begins and ends. And in a sense, it makes you feel safe. If, like us in Zimbabwe, you'd have big walls, big fences, electric fences, and that helps you to feel safe when you sit outside. Uh, the boundary walls, the fences in our lives, they keep us feeling safe. Amen? And often our frame of reference or our current experience is like a boundary that we set up around ourselves because we know that inside that boundary it's safe. Or another B word, say barrier. Very good. Like the walls of your house, they keep out the elements. Amen. It's been fantastic that I don't live outside this week because the wind has been blowing and it's been raining and it's been cold. And you know what? Inside the four walls of my house, house most of the time, I feel comfortable. Right? And often our current frame of reference is the place where we feel comfort. Amen? We like it. But I want to tell you today, listen now, God lives outside of our borders. God lives outside of our boundaries. God lives outside of our barriers. And can I tell you, God's plan for you is outside. Amen? Amen? God's plan for you is not contained within the frame of a picture or within the walls of your house where you feel comfort or within the walls of your property where you feel safe. God's will for you is not there. God's plan is outside. And so I'd like, if I can, let's read together our first passage of Scripture. We're talking about thinking beyond. Everyone say beyond. Very good. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through to 16, and this is what it reads. And so it was with me, Paul is speaking, he says, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved nothing or to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise or persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. So Paul is talking about coming in his current frame of reference. Do you get it? He's talking about how limited and how weak and frail he was. 
But somehow he didn't let that stop him. He went beyond. So let's carry on. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You know, the world is making its plans. The world has got its philosophies. The world has got its ideas and its approach. It's coming to nothing. It's coming to nothing, he says. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God is destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, now listen, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, these are the things, effectively it's saying there, that God has prepared for those who love him. Remember, we've been talking about seeing with our current frame of reference, right? But God is talking about the unseen, the unheard, the ununderstood, right? There's more for us today. These are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And our goal is to understand what God is giving us today by the Spirit. Amen. So, my friend, your current frame of reference is not where God's story finishes for you. His plans are outside of your borders, outside of your barriers, outside of your boundaries. That's where God is. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that God's plan for you, no eye has seen it. No ear has heard it. No mind has conceived it. The thing that God has prepared for you, my friend. It is amazing. It hasn't been experienced yet. There's more for you. Now, how many of you have watched the story or the film Toy Story? One of them. There are many of them, right? One of my favorite characters in that film is Buzz Lightyear. Yes, there should be an image up there. Now, if you've watched the film, you'll understand that Buzz is just a toy like the rest of the toys, but when people are not around, they come alive, right? And, and Buzz is this space ranger who lives in a box. And you know what? He doesn't want to live in a box. And he's constantly talking about the missions that he wants to do and the things that he's done. And the others are going like, you're just a toy buzz. But he believes he is a space ranger. And the phrase that I want you to remember today about Buzz Lightyear is the phrase to infinity and beyond. 
He's not thinking like a toy in a box. Amen? He's thinking about infinity. He's thinking about beyond. What is out there that hasn't been achieved for God yet? What is out there that I haven't experienced yet that is God's best plan for me? I'm not happy living in this box. I want more. Is there anybody here who understands what I'm talking about? Because I want to say to you, I think that prophetically God showed me there are some people here today and you feel like your best days are gone. And there's a frame around your life and someone has autographed your story and it's finished. And I want to tell you, only God is the one who frames your story. And if you feel like you're in a box, I want you to start thinking about infinity and beyond. Because this is what I feel like I got from this scripture. If you've seen it, if you've heard it, if you've experienced it, God's not there anymore. If you've seen it, if you've heard it, if you've experienced it, God has moved on and he's saying, come, there's more. The story's not finished. There's always a beyond. The story only finishes when Jesus comes back. Amen? And I want to tell you today that the plan for, of God for your life is awesome. And some of us are sitting in our box and we think, this is all there is for me. I wish there was more. And God is saying to you today, the story goes on. Follow me on. My second point today is the word immeasurable. Say immeasurable. immeasurable. I'd like to read from Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21. It's Paul again writing to the Ephesian church. And he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches, say glorious riches, out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints, or the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge are you getting a picture of God here you can't put him in a box he is immeasurable as far as the east is from the west you can't reach the west you can't reach the east you just keep going and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more 
immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Can I tell you today that God's plan for you is too big for you to achieve? God's plan is too big for you to achieve in your own strength. If you're doing it in your own strength, you are experiencing something diluted and watered down and second rate. God's plan for you is going to drive you outside of your comfort zones, outside of your safe place, into the beyond. We need God-sized power for God's plan. And he's given it to us. Paul was talking about this in Corinthians where he says, My message and preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. If you're here today and this is the first time you've heard of the Holy Spirit, please don't switch off because you cannot achieve your potential in God without being filled with the dynamic, dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. To enable you to say things that are going to unlock things in the Spirit. That are going to enable you to be a vessel that God can work mighty miracles through. We need the power and the provision of God to achieve His plans for us. So my first point when I talked about beyond was talking about us being pioneers and going out where we've never been before. Now I'm talking about the fact that we need power and provision from God and that He's given it to us. God has got more than enough to go around. Amen. The Bible talks about in Ephesians there, according to his glorious riches, which are available to us. God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask him for. If you can imagine it and ask him for it, he can do more. And yet we're, we're content to live in this current frame of reference that we have. And God is saying, there is so much more that I want to do with you. So my challenge to us today is to stop thinking small. Because everything big that was achieved in the world started with a big thought. And we want to be the kind of people that have heads full of God-sized thoughts start with what you do have because often we preclude ourselves because of the things that we don't have did you hear how paul said i, I people think he had a stammer or whatever it is like a speech impediment and, and he was weak and frail but that's what he had to offer the lord and you know the new testament you can't have the New Testament without Paul's involvement there. So much of what God did in that time was credited to this weak man. 
Not this eloquent public speaker, but this ordinary person like me and like you, who just believed that God could provide him with power and everything that he needed to do what God was calling him to do. Do you remember the story when they fed the 5,000? Jesus said to the disciples, come, let's ask them all to sit down and let's feed them. And the disciples looked around and were like, what are you talking about? You know we don't have vanfuls of food. And what happened? A, a young boy with loaves and fish, his packed lunch, said, well, I've got this. And God did a miracle and fed thousands of people because the boy brought that little bit. In the book of Kings, there's the story of a widow and Elijah brought her, brought her to the widow and told, God brought Elijah to the widow and told Elijah, ask her for a meal, knowing that the widow only had this tiny little amount of flour left and this tiny little bit of oil. And she was getting ready to make the last meal for herself and her son. And her words were, we were just getting ready to prepare our last meal before we die. And Elijah comes to her and says, can you make me a little bit of bread? And he says, don't worry, God's going to sort this out. And the Bible tells us that she went and made him a loaf with that flour and that oil. And they ate every day while Elijah was with them. God took that little thing that she had and multiplied it day after day after day. I want to tell you today, God's not looking for a hero. He's looking for an ordinary person to give the little that they have. I want to say today that the way that we express our faith in God, we create the context for the size of miracle that God is going to do. You know the scripture where it talks about how when you give, the measure that you give, that's the measure it'll give back to you. That's a principle that applies in life. If we believe God for a little bit, He'll give us and use us a little bit. If we hold out a big vessel for the Lord, it's still too small for what He's going to do. We create the context for the size of the miracle that God's going to do by the way we hold out our vessel. Whatever that vessel may be, you can put out a thimble if you like, you can put out a coffee cup, or you can put out a bucket. They still can't contain the thing that God wants to do. It's like I create the demand and God creates the supply chain. When I go and flick the switch, I'm saying, I need electricity at my light. And the electricity comes and powers the light. And when we give what we have to the Lord, it's like saying, God, I'm now throwing the switch. It's over to you. You can do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. I'm not content to live in my box. I'm believing for beyond. Amen? So that's my second point, immeasurable. My last point this morning is generations. Say generations. G. People. We talked about being pioneers. We talked about needing God's power and His provision. And now we're talking about people. Ephesians chapter 3, we read it there. Verse 21 says, To Him be glory. Where? In the church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus 
and throughout all generations. Say generations. God's plan is for His glory to be experienced here and through all generations. Amen? That means that we, we have to live with now in one hand and in the other hand we have to live with and then? And yet too often we come with two hands and now. And now. But God's saying no. Now and then. That's how we have to live because generation follows after generation. And God wants His glory to be experienced in all generations by all people throughout the earth. And can I tell you today, if you haven't heard it yet, God's vehicle for revealing His glory in every generation is the church. The church. Local communities like this, filling every part of society. That's God's plan for transforming society, for transforming lives, local churches. You might not have heard that before if you've come to, from a different church. I'm telling you today, this is not a gathering of people who just come together on a Sunday, sing a few songs, have a cup of tea, and then disappear back into their other way of living. We are missionary-minded people. Because we understand that this is not just a gathering of people who are trying to hide away from the big bad world. We're the answer to the problems of this world because we carry the hope of Jesus Christ in our hearts and we demonstrate His power now in our context. Amen. Is somebody getting excited? I'm excited. So I want to try and wrap up today and contextualize what I'm talking about because I started today telling you I am so excited. I believe that God is on the move in our church. I am seeing things in our church that I've never seen before. And I'm contextualizing this just within our church. There are many in the island, but God's plan for us is the same as it is for every other church, when you understand what I'm talking about in terms of reaching generations, having a lasting generational story. We are experiencing God's blessing in this place. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Do you believe it? We are experiencing His favor in this day. He is blowing on the sails of our ship. Some of you are, are unconvinced. Let me tell you, I've been around quite a long time and I've been in many churches and I know quite a bit and what we're seeing here is unprecedented. I've never been in a church that expresses itself like this church. Do you know that there are churches in our society that are shrinking and closing their doors and selling their buildings? They are dying. And yet, 
we are growing to the point of we can't fit in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means that whilst we love now, we're also thinking about and then? Because let me tell you, I can remember a day before I was part of Lighthouse Church. And I was so glad that when I came here on that first day, there was room for me in this place. And I know for a fact that there are people who are saying it's too full at Lighthouse Church. I'm thinking I might go somewhere else. It is rubbish because you know what's coming next for us. We're not, can I say today, I just want to just say it out loud. God's plan for Lighthouse Church is bigger than the four walls of St. James's Center. Amen? We need to enlarge our vessel because this vessel is getting too full. And God wants more. And so collectively, as a church, a group of people, I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about us. We're the saints of God. We're the church. We identify as Lighthouse Church. We have to do something now with the blessing that God is pouring into us. We can keep saying, this is wonderful. I love it. Both hands full. But then what about those who aren't here yet? who don't feel like there's a place for them in this house. There are gifts and there are callings in this place that are unused and unexpressed because the context is too small. And we're talking about going to two sites now to create opportunity for people to row with us. To take ownership of the gospel of Jesus and to see it keep working out in our context, in our day, in this time. And creating something for all those kids that are growing up amongst us to take over and run with when we're gone. Amen? There are people that God wants to add to us. And we need to be proactive now that's why we want to send a group of missionary minded people to a location where there is more room to a building that's far too big for them because God is going to fill it that's why we need people to say I want to be a part of making it happen because we need to do it together. Amen? That's why sometimes I hear people saying to us, that song that you're doing, that's made for a stadium. Hallelujah. Because we believe that we need to be now the church that we want to be. And I pray that somehow one day, we're able to have a stadium, but we'll have already been singing those songs because we're trying to punch above our weight. We're not staying within our means. We're not letting the context determine what we will be and who we are now. 
Amen. You can be a part of this, folks. You can be a part of it. We don't believe in spectators here. You may have been to many churches where there's a bloke at the front who does it all. That poor person. The paid professional. I don't believe that's God's will for us. I believe there's a place for every single one of us. I have never been in a church that is so diverse. I feel like if I could look up now, I could see heaven smiling down on us. I've been full of many white churches. And yet there are people from every nation, it feels like, in this place. And it is wonderful. I feel like we are tasting heaven now. So will you pray about being involved Will you pray about whether you should go with that group, that missionary group, to go and start a new work, a second site? We're not talking about two churches. We're talking about one church in two locations. When you walk into the one or the other, you experience the same as what you'd experience in the other. Same vision, same heart, same goals, same purpose, people from all over the world gathered around Jesus Christ making a change and a difference in their generation. I want to encourage you. Will you be ready to be a part of that? Will you be prepared to stay here and fill a gap that you never were a part of before? To take your place and use your gifts? Will you be prepared to ask God to leave you, lead you as you give? Because it's going to cost us. Will you be prepared to pray? Amen? These are exciting times, let me tell you. And I just want to say to you today, God's not finished with you yet. There's more that He has for you. Whether you're a young'un or an old'un, whether you've seen much in life or little, whether you are mature in the Lord, whether you are finding your feet, if you haven't even begun your journey with Jesus yet, today can be the beginning of beyond for you. The rest of your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.